Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God bless you tonight. You got your Bibles, turn with me to the first Samuels of the 15th chapter. I will watch the time. I highly, I highly regard and respect your time tonight on Wednesday night, especially. Um, you know, it's schoolwork things, and I, I think these, the parents and the schoolwork and the hustle and the bustle to come. And uh, I understand that we all agree together. There's no sacrifice too great to come to the house of God and to worship Him. But at the same time, I want to give you know regard and respect and your time to come and take out this time. Amen. To worship the Lord and uh, and to give Him glory. So I will be mindful of the time. If you First Samuel's fifteen and twenty-two, and um, I just feel this is kind of, if I could put it this way, the second ingredient from Sunday night. And and I know I've been preaching on Wednesday nights and Acts one and eight and being a witness, a testimony of God and the power of God. But I felt in this direction tonight and. Uh, won't take a lot of time here, but yet um, uh, I really feel this to tie into faith is as important as faith is. Uh, this one here, a man's going to fall in and right with next to it. Okay, all right. Samuel said, "Have the Lord has great delights in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice." And to hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And stubbornness as, is as iniquity. And idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord. He hath also rejected thee from being king. Those are some very powerful verses. That was addressed unto the first king of Israel called Saul. A man that stood head and shoulder above all the others. A man at one time in the beginning of his journey uh, hid himself among the stuff. They had to go get him to anoint him and make him king. But after one year, he began to build his own military. He began to do some things that wasn't uh, the way God had intended for it to be. And so we see here, after uh, not listening to the voice of God and obeying the voice of God and the fullness that he was instructed, it cost him. And then there was a likeness of all that would follow the same pattern, the same example. And uh, we have to be careful to, sometimes we'd say, well, we're not of that statue. But, um, you know, uh, it doesn't take much for rebellion to get a hold of us and uh, not to hear the word of God and then to reject the word. Lord, we love you tonight and appreciate you. And we ask you to help us, to anoint us, help us deliver your word. And to the most greatest people on the face of the earth, your people, called by your name, washed by your blood, filled by your spirit. We're, we're believing you. We're believing you for revival. We're believing as you bring us unto the place and into the place that we're at even tonight. And we pray, God, for your voice. We pray for your heart to beat and will. Help us, God. Help us. We humble and yield ourselves unto you and unto one another. And the will of God can be done in this local assembly. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you. And you may be seated. To to um, gather this together, and I, and I have, I got a lot more here than no doubt, about five or six pages here, a lot of marks in my Bible, and, uh, but to, to make this effective, to make this, to really understand the power 
of those two scriptures. We have to have a little understanding what unfolded here. Now, for the most part, most of us knows of this story, what's happened here, who he was, and um, his unwillingness to obey. Uh, but um, when you go back and the instructions had been given to him and how powerful they really were, amen, when you go back to the beginning of this particular chapter in Samuel, also said unto Saul, the Lord sent me to anoint thee to be king over his people, over Israel. Now therefore hearken thou unto the voice of the words of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord of the host, I remember, that which Amalek did to Israel. Amalek, if you go back in the study of the scriptures, and uh, I've got several here tonight that I can present unto us. And I probably won't cover them all. But you're going to notice the Amaleks, amen, was one of the first nations, one of the first group of people that rose up against Israel and took advantage of them. I believe if you go to Deuteronomy 25 and 17, remember what Amalek did unto thee by the way when he were come forth out of Egypt. How he met thee by the way and smote the hindmost of thee, even all that were feeble behind thee when thou was faint and weary and and he feared not God. I do believe that's one of our major problems of the day that we're living in, the generation we're in today. A lot of people don't fear God. They don't fear the judgment of God. Uh, and so that affects the operation of God. Amen. Now, God's going to gain that fear back. Uh, God's going to allow some things and things are going to take place upon this earth. And as Brother Ford done mentioned, amen, about every knee is going to confess, every knee is going to bow, and every tongue is going to confess. He is Lord. And uh, we know the battles and struggles going on with Russia, Ukraine, and all that. And we know how that God may God and all that's going to unfold in the Ezekiel and the 47th chapter and uh, things uh, from about the 40th chapter, the 40th the temple, and things is going to happen. We know that. We know as Christians, as disciples of Jesus Christ, the Armageddon, we know there's an end time, and um, it don't take a genius to figure this out. That we're living in end time. You know, people go to church and don't even go to church. So they can tell, they realize, and you know what? This can't, this cannot continue as it's headed in the direction it's headed. Amen. There's something going to unfold. This thing's just going to happen. And uh, but there's always been an enemy against. And I realize, I realize tonight when I talk about the the Amalekites, that this prime enemy right here, Amen, was against Israel, and they was out to destroy. Israel. They was out to annihilate and, and, and take them off of the earth. And so, but we know those are God's people. But so the Amalekites were a type, if you would please, and uh, time won't allow me tonight, but maybe if I would have the opportunity to get some of these scriptures. But we know that they was actually used of the devil. There was use of the Lucifer himself, and this is a whole uh, scheme of the devil to start with. He wants to annihilate Israel. He wants to destroy everything that's uh, representing anything that's Christ-like. If you remember a few months ago, I made mention to you uh, how that even uh, people that may not know God far as the foundation, like you and I far as the gospel, the foundation, repentance, baptism, Jesus, infilling the Holy Ghost, speaking times but yet they believe in Christ to a certain uh, if you can put it this way the Romans row but yet they believe in him and they call on him God the devil don't even like that you know why because the devil realizes he understands what could explode from that amen as they hear what and it may not be the fullness but yet enough of it that can create a hunger to create a thirst there's some witnesses in this house that has made that journey amen through that process one of the greatest evangelists that you and I know of amen brother Bankston made that 
that journey, amen, coming through that process to the fullness of truth. And so we realize that uh, it can be effective, but, but thank God for the fullness of truth. So we know that the devil's out to destroy anything that's uh, any type of form of Christianity. That's one reason this nation is hated in the manner and the form it is. That's a reason that Lucifer himself is trying to find uh, inroads and, and ways from the, I'm going to just say it from the White House right on down to destroy this nation, to destroy this country. He's looking for means and ways, amen, to annihilate this place. And right on down to you and I as individuals, as we're disciples of Jesus Christ, and we call ourselves Christian in whatever form it is. If you make any kind of confession with your mouth that you are a Christian and you're a disciple of Jesus Christ, the devil's going to hate you. Amen. You don't even have to be in the fullness of truth, but I'm here to tell you, and I know the devil, you know, he's he's deceived himself, amen, because he knows where he's going. I'm telling you, if you don't believe that, well, just read the ministry of Jesus Christ and what the demons, when they recognize him, if you come to torment us before our time, so the devil knows where he's going. He knows he's a loser. He knows the angelic host of the demons that works for him. They knew that he was a loser. They were losers, amen. And so they're out, amen, to make all of us losers. But thank God tonight, amen, by his grace and mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ and our determination, amen, a passion in us. Obedience is better than sacrifice. You always remember that. And to really obey, and, and I want to tie this into faith. Without faith, these things are not going to happen, but watch this. Without obedience, neither is it going to happen. But there's something about obeying the voice of God. Regardless if you don't understand it, regardless if you can't clip down all the, the, the I's and cross crawl the T's and say, I don't know how that's going to work, but nevertheless, God, it's your word. I'm going to obey you. I'm going to respond with my actions and with my deeds. That's what these nails is all about. We're just responding, amen, to what God has moved upon us and, and the prophecy going forth. And because we believe, we believe God wants to give us revival. We believe that God wants to work for us. We believe God wants to save souls. We believe God wants to work. And it don't have to be locked inside these four walls. We can have breakouts in trailers. We can have breakouts on the side of the road. We can have breakouts in Walmart. We can have breakouts. Well, I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost, wherever it listen, wherever it's not resisted and, and bound up, the Holy Ghost can break out. Break out in your home. It can break out in your home. It can break out in your home. Some of you need to break out in your home. Not break out of your home, but change your, uh, your way of coming to the house of God. And change your approach and your direction coming here. Uh, and I hope maybe I'll get that far along because that's some of the lesson here tonight. Amen. It talks about it. In fact, it's in Ecclesiastes 5 and I believe 1. Man, keep the, the foot, amen, the way the house of God, amen. And it goes on, it talks about the fool at the end of that verse. But those, amen, that come, amen, come to what? They come to hear and to obey, amen. I come to the house of God on purpose. I don't come, amen, just because it's a routine. I don't come, amen, just to soothe my conscience. I don't come to impress other people, amen, that I'm here. I didn't come for those purpose of reasons, amen. I come to worship Jesus Christ. I've come to hear his voice. I come to give him glory and praise and honor. I come to see him work amen among us and through us hallelujah because I believe it's God's will in every service where two or three gather together in his name he's in the midst hallelujah why should we have a dead service when Jesus is among us why should we have a dragon service when Jesus is walking in this place hallelujah why amen I now realize when he's not, and I, I give you honor and I salute you but on the same time amen we're not going to let carnality we're not going to let flesh we're not going to let distractions amen rob us amen of a miracle amen you may not can make it to Sunday hallelujah that loved one may not can make it to Sunday and they need a miracle tonight night. They need a touch tonight. They need a visitation tonight. Sunday can be three days too late. 
And so we, we want to make sure that uh, as we come and believe that we're willing to fight against the powers of evil. Now, there's a little difference of opinion, amen, if you go to commentaries and, 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 and scholars and folks like that. Uh, some of them feels like there, there is a possibility that uh, even the Amalekites, because uh, if you go back in Scripture, Genesis 36 and 16, you're going to notice Esau had a grandson, if I got this right, amen, was a duke, amen, that was called an Amalek, amen, and the duke there actually means a chief, amen. So we see this, and some believes if he was not, amen, and part of that, that there was a possibility through marriage and things of that nature, that there was a possibility connections was made. And so we see some connections really begin to take place with this group of people and their desires and, and what their, their heartbeat is upon the earth. And we can see it. We can see it among us. Some people don't have, they don't ever think about God. They don't ever think about eternity. Hallelujah. They all, they're reaching far and, and pulling far, amen, is what they got to tame upon this earth and, and, and enjoy on this earth. And, and they live that kind of that Esau spirit and attitude, amen. But, but you and I are, you know, we, we, we're looking, amen, we're not looking upon the material thing. We're looking to the heavens. That's where our treasures are laid up in the heaven. That's where we want to make investments. Hallelujah. That's what we talk about. Where are we going to put our investments? Amen. And, and you know what? When you really look at Ezekiel, the 47th chapter, and it talks about the temple. And like it says back in Ezekiel, the 40 through 47 talks about the temple. And out of that temple flows what? That waters. Waters is only ankle deep. Now watch this. You and I determine what level we're going to walk with God. We can just... We can just kind of slosh around in ankle deep water if we want to. And hopefully, prayerfully, you know, we, we'll finish and make the journey. <laughs> or we can wait on get knee deep and thigh deep. Or we can make up in our minds and our hearts and say, you know what? We don't want to be just another Pentecostal church on the side of the road. We don't want to be another amen that's 50 years down the road and we're still running a hundred. <laughs> But we can make up in our minds that, you know what, this gospel can save whosoever will. And we're convinced and persuaded and we're going to be products. And we're not going to wait to heaven, amen, to let people know about it. But we're going to do it tonight. We're going to live tomorrow. We're going to walk like we believe it tomorrow. We're going to talk like we believe it. And we're not going to let the enemy snare us. And we're not going to let the enemy overwhelm us. We're not going to let the timid enemy even talk us out of it. Hallelujah. Neither are we going to let him intimidate us. Hallelujah. If God's for you, who can be against you? God can make the best of any circumstance, of any situation. If you'll open up your windows and doors and your heart, mind, and spirit, and circle, the God of heaven can make all the difference in the world in our lives. Especially when it comes to the devil and war and you get to see him in battle. None of us is a match for the devil. None of us is a match for the loser, the prince of the air. Amen. We've all walked there. The, the, the latter part of my lesson is going to talk about that. We've all been that. Fulfilling the lust of the flesh and the lust of the mind. Amen. Captivated by that. But thank God, amen, for a man called Jesus. Stepped into our lives, a gospel, a message that we heard where there is hope, where there is a way of a deliverance. Amen. And even when we mess up this still, I can still get up and brush myself off for true repentance and make true confession because I got to have it with a father. Hallelujah. I don't have to be lost. <laughs> Praise God. You got to kind of make up your mind. I don't know if I've ever read the book, or I, I may have, you know, I've read a few of Lois Lamar's books, but I remember, I believe his Brother McCool talked about him. You remember that Brother McCool talking about the guy that made up in his mind, he said, I'm not going to die here. They'd shot him all up, and he was, he was in a, the cave or in a shadow or something, and he drags himself out in the sunlight. That's, that's the way some of us, sometimes we got to get. I'm not going to die here, devil. You beat me up, and you've done this, and body slammed me, but I'm not dying here. 
I'm going to drag my way out into the light. <laughs> Amen. I'm going to drag my way out into the sun. And it's not the S-U-N. It's the S-O-N. And that illuminating light and power of it. Amen. To touch us and to minister unto us. You know, I heard something about the Dead Sea. I didn't know. And I hope it's right. I'm just going by what somebody else said. They said something about, amen, there's the, the minerals of the Dead Sea. It's as dead as everything's dead in it. That actually those minerals in that Dead Sea, if you, you've got cut and bruises and things of that nature, they tell me that sometimes they take some of our special forces guys and dump them into that Dead Sea. And within days, they are healed. Within days, those cuts and bruises are healed. I said it's unbelievable. <laughs> but if you read it, and I preached on it you know, just a few weeks ago, out of that temple flowing out of that river, that river is going to make its way to that Dead Sea. And it's going to cause that Dead Sea to live. And there's going to be life in that Dead Sea. Fishes by the multitudes. It's amazing what God's got planned for Israel and the outcome. And you know what? If he's got that for Israel, just imagine what he's got for the bride. So as you watch some of this, one of the first battles you're going to read about against Israel when they come out of Egypt is, is against the Amalekites. They was the first ones. I read that in Deuteronomy. Amen. 25 and 17. Moses' writings there. You can go back and look at that. The fight against the Amalekites this time that Moses held up by a brother and a praiser. Amen. Aaron. Amen. Ur, amen. Lift his hand. Kept as long as his hands was lifted up. They slid the stone on him. They prevailed and overcome. I didn't mean that God could have. God could have just wiped the Amalekites off, off the map if he wanted to. But he didn't choose to do it that way. But what's amazing to me, and I, I won't take all the time, but I will a few places. Amen. Just make mention. You can start through the scriptures and you can go from not like Numbers 13 to 29. You're going to read about the Amalekites dwelling in the land of the south. Amen. With Caleb and Joshua when they're going. Amen. And, and part of, they was a part of the, the uh, high tides, the Jebusites, the Amorites. And so the Amalekites are mentioned. You can see the battle. Amen. With 1 Samuel 27 8 with David. Also war against the Amalekites. You, you can go to Psalms 83 and 4, they have said, now here really the enemy, the enemy, the psalmist is writing him and he's talking to God and getting God's attention. He said, come and let us cut them off from being a nation that the name of Israel may not be no more in remembrance. And so we know this was the whole purpose and the whole idea of the Amalekites and all of the enemy against Israel is to annihilate and to destroy. And, and we know that's going to happen. That's going to happen. Don't go try to take place in the battle of Armageddon and all the nations going to turn up against Israel again. And so what, what is the point? What am I trying to bring to our attention? So we see how this all really begins to happen and take place. Now watch this. Even with Joshua and Caleb, whenever they, they approach the people and the report come back, and I'm just going to bring out a few things in Numbers 19, for only rebel not against the Lord. That was the message of, 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 of Caleb and them said, just don't rebel against. Sure, they're giants and sure, there's big walls and oh, that just don't rebel. God, God's going to give it to us. And so here is the key, amen, and I'm going to tie this together, amen, if we're going to see these things happen, hallelujah, and I'm going to tell you what, I'm probably the most unqualified guy in the house, amen, for this to happen, okay, so that'll help everybody feel better, and, but, but you know what, if it's a God thing, you know, we don't qualify ourselves, he qualifies us, and God's the one that pulls people out of from kindred to sheep, and pulls them out of wilderness, amen, and pulls them to places and brings upon them, and you know, all these things to bring all of this, back. and besides that, God knows who to bring in this space, amen, to help fulfill this and bring all this, even the school, God knows who's going to be the principal already tonight. 
He knows them by name. He knows the teachers. Amen. Because I'm not just praying, amen, for land and buildings. I'm praying for the faculty. I'm praying, everybody. I don't care who's sweeping the floor, who's mopping the floor, who's cooking the dinners. Everybody's involved, amen. Everybody's involved from the least to the greatest. I want them all blessed of God, anointed of God, used of God. Everybody's got to be on board. <laughs> and so, as we watch this, we begin to really understand uh, Judges 3 and 12 talks about the children of the Amalekites, the children of Israel, did evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord strengthened Eglon and the king of Moab against Israel because they had done evil in the sight of the Lord. And he gathered unto him the children of Ammon and Amalek. So what we begin to see, Amalek, even though at times they was almost annihilated and destroyed, there seemed to always be a remnant, a remnant that would come up. And they would join with others. And they constantly were sticking their head up and warring against Israel and things of this nature. But we know that it was prophesied. We know that the Lord told Moses to write it down. That they're going to be annihilated. They're going to be destroyed off the face of the earth. And so when you really begin to understand that, that's what was supposed to take place. That was what was supposed to happen. Amen. That's what really brings us, amen, to this part of the scripture where it's so important, amen, to hear what was being said and why. Why God? You know, some people would read about God and, and some things he would instruct people to do. Uh, it wouldn't go over too good. <laughs> Amen. If they just read that portion of the scripture and said, that's God told them to do that. And he's a loving God. Well, anyway, here we go. And so uh, Saul gathered the people together. Numbered, let me back, back up and smite. He says in the third verse. Now, this is Samuel talking to Saul, instructing him what to do, what the Lord had told him to do. Amen. Because he remembered what the Amalekites had done to the Israelites when they tried to. Now, watch it. If you go back and remember the scripture, it gave you why they was feeble and weak. And they attack from behind like a predator, taking advantage. And so this put a mark on them and God against them to annihilate and to destroy them one day. And so here's Samuel coming and talking to Saul and instructing him. Saul gathered the people together. Uh, let me back up again. Smite and utterly destroy all that they have. Spare them not, but slay both man, woman, infant, suckling, ox, sheep, camel, and ass. Everything. Hmm. Sorry, mothers. <laughs> Including these. Saul, when you march down there, no mercy, no grace, no compassion. You annihilate them. Well, reality check, that makes it rough, doesn't it? But there was a reason. There's a purpose. They represent sin. They represent the devil. They represent a group and a spirit that was out to destroy God and God's purpose through Israel. Got to remember who's coming through Israel. There's a son. There's a seed that's going to be a savior of the world. Hmm. Thank God for his grace and his mercy. Amen. But as you and I know, Saul, amen. He smote the Amalekites, amen. And as you read on down through there, but he done something. The Bible said in the eighth verse that he took Agag, the king of the Amalekites alive, and utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. 
And they also they don't spared Agag. They also spared the best of the sheep, the oxen, amen, the fatlings, the lambs, and things of that nature. And he blamed the people. Amen. They want to bring them the offer to God. I'm going to tell you something. Watch this. Obedience is better than sacrifice. It's better to obey God and obey the voice of God and the word of God. Amen. Regardless of the cost, regardless of what it may cost you. Amen. And what you feel like it's going to cost you, it's going to be worth it to make that investment. Amen. To put into that. Amen. Because I heard the voice of God. I know the voice of God. Amen. And so I'm going to obey it because it's right. Regardless of, I may not even understand it, but you know what? I'm going to believe it. I'm going to trust it. Amen. I'm not going to reject the voice of God. But because Saul had failed to do this and reject it amen against God and actually you can where God actually comes to the place he rejects Saul and takes the, the kingship away from him now why was that so important as time lingers on and I mentioned how often battles came even through David and others after Saul now after Saul even as far down the road we see where Hezekiah warred against some Amalekites now watch this what if Saul had took care of the Amalekites under his watch and his kingship. David would have not had one battle against them. Hezekiah would not have one battle against them. Not the first one. Watch this. And, and I'm just shooting around and I, I'm going to watch the time. I got about six minutes. Now watch this. I want to bring a little point out. If you read your scriptures close enough, you're going to notice at the end of 1 Samuel... If my memory serving me right, and I believe it is, uh, you're going to notice that Saul and his sons, the Philistines, and they have a battle with the Philistines, and it cost Saul and his sons. If you read it close enough, you're going to see where Saul reaches a point that he tried to get his armor bearer to take his life, but he wouldn't do it. And so he turns the sword and he falls upon the sword himself. And his, his armor bearer does likewise. But when you pick up in the second Samuels and the first chapter, the first 15 verses, and after David had come from Ziglag, and it's on the third day, and there's a messenger that shows up. And he begins to instruct him and tell him and tell him of the story and what happened, a man with Saul and the three sons. He also tells him, a man, that he slew Saul. Now, there's not really a confusion here. There's, I believe the first part's right. I believe it's all fell on the sword. Okay? But watch the real message here. Watch the real message. There was still an Amalekite. And confessed to be an Amalekite. And took to credit of taking Saul's life. He may have lied to David and it cost him. David took his life. But the point I'm trying to make. Amen. It doesn't matter if it was a Philistine an Amalekite. It was an enemy. It was an enemy. And watch this. If Saul had obeyed God, the man of God, Samuel, had not rejected the word, amen, that Amalekite would have never had the opportunity to brought this out. Okay? So it's so important. I know we're living in a world, we're living in a time where people, you know, we, we're just living that time where there's a lot of information and, man, you just whatever you want to believe and whatever you want to, I mean, there's just, just billions of ways now. Hallelujah. If you don't believe that, just get on the Internet and you'll find out. But, but there's still a way. There is a, that, that's pleasing God, that's upright, that's, uh, that, that glorifies his name, that gives him honor, that gives him the praise that he deserves. And so what I would like for just a few moments, and you can stand, 
Amen. Because it probably got a little cool in here with the air on. Anybody come back down? But so let's stand. And I'm, I'm going to read just through a few scriptures. Some, and and here's the key, folks. I'm telling you, if you if your tie. Sunday night's message. Without faith, it's impossible. Amen. To see these things. But the second most important thing is when you hear the voice of faith is to have the heart and the mind and the spirit. I'm going to obey it. I'm going to obey it. I'm going to make the investment God wants me to make. Whatever measure. This is a start. This is just a beginning. And they didn't have a clue what I was going to talk about tonight. Not a clue. But this is just an act of obeying. An act of responding. Amen. And as small as it might seem in one measure. Amen. It's a start. It's a beginning. Hallelujah. It's a good example of that this afternoon. Amen. As we pray for that trailer. And pray for God to touch that whole trailer. And that whole situation. I mean, we had permission. So it's going to be alright. Don't worry about all that. Amen. That's, that's some stuff we got to get over with. I mean, the devil, amen, you just got to get in the face of the devil sometime. Hallelujah. You just got to stand your ground. And you got to do it with the right attitude and the right spirit and the, and the love of God in our hearts. Amen. Because you know what? Who wants anybody to go to hell? I don't want nobody to go to hell. Amen. I want everybody who can who wants to be redeemed, wants to be brought out. And you know what? I want us to have a church here to let this community know there is a Bethel. There is a place if you want. It is a doorway to heaven. It's a doorway to get out of your mess. Get out of your circumstance. If you're bound up by the devil, there is a church, amen, that's willing to work with you, that's willing to pray with you it's willing to join with you and help you come out of that mess you might do it in one service or it may take 10 months but you know what God's been long suffering and merciful to us and so we're willing to be long suffering merciful and work with you and so as we watch some of this unfold and and I'm gonna bypass I, I can't I know my timing is up but uh, but but watch this Philippians 2 and 8 being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. You know what he's talking about? Jesus Christ. Now watch this. Watch the power of that. Obedient unto the cross, even the death of the cross. That was some, one of the most horrible deaths you could experience. But the man, Jesus, through suffering, <laughs> found obedience. And out of that obedience, <laughs> you know, it's one thing for when you're at the hype and everybody's, you know, it's quite another when you're walking out there <laughs> by yourself and you're looking at this or you're counting that or doing whatever and you're thinking, oh God, but you, you know, I, now I heard God, I'm going to obey God. That's the key. I'm going to trust you, God. I'm going to obey you. You're going to work this thing out. We go to Hebrews 5 and 8. Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto them that, to them that obey him. I know I've, I've, I didn't have the time. I'm telling you, this thing really hinges on obedience. Obedience, it's better than sacrifice. Let me go all the way back to Paul, Saul. Again, Saul, a man, when, when the man of God didn't show up when he thought he should have, and even the day that he should have, Saul took it upon himself to start off in the sacrifices. Start. And it cost him. Here's another key. Each one of us finds our place in this kingdom and body of believers. And just join in and do our part. Regardless of the measure. Small or great. God takes all of it and pulls it together. And makes it work.
and brings his will to pass. Because God can take little and make much out of it. Out of hearts and lives that are, are faithful and obedient unto his word. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. It's not a time to reject the word of God. I, I was going to make my way even to being holy, godly. It's a time, amen, I'm telling you. Let's be godly. Let's be holy. Let's fall in love with this. Let's cherish it. Let's hold it dear to our hearts, our minds, and our spirit. And let God do the work. Here's what I'd like for us to do, and, and as I close here tonight, Sister Delane's in dire need. They actually called the family in this afternoon. And um, most of you know who we're talking about, Sister Delane. She's had a roller coaster ride. She's had a lot of health issues, problems. In and out of the church. Um, but she needs our prayers again tonight. We had some stood in for her tonight. But in closing tonight, why don't we just take a moment. Lift her up before the Lord again tonight. And ask God's mercy and grace. He knows. He knows her. As I pray tonight, he knows her physical heart. But he knows her spiritual heart. He knows it all. And so we're asking for compassion and mercy grace one more time. That she can make her way to the house of God. And... Maybe she's good. I don't know. God knows, though. There's the key. God knows. And so let's present it to him again tonight as we close. Lord, we love you tonight and appreciate you so much for your goodness, your grace, and your kindness. And I thank you tonight for all the families that are here tonight. Every man, woman, born girl that's a part of this service come to worship, come to call on you, come to have an ear to hear your voice and feel after your instructions and guidance in our lives. But God, tonight we want to take a moment and pray for Sister Delane and her family. The mighty hand of God, the mighty merciful hand of our Lord Jesus Christ will reach down into her life, reach down into her condition and situation. We know without a waiver tonight that you're able and willing, God, to, to lift her up and to bless her and strengthen her and to move up on her behalf. You know her condition. You know her mind. You know all the ins and outs. And so, Lord, as we petition you in the name of Jesus Christ to do a powerful and a mighty work in her life, all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor is lifted unto you and to you alone as our Lord, as our Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. Don't forget. Amen. Brother Clay Rouse will be with us Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday of this coming week. Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Come expect a great move of God. Let's pray about it. Pray God would use him, anoint him, give him the words that we need to hear, and just create the atmosphere of the souls to be born. Souls to be born. Pray about our altar services. We love to see our altar services. Amen. To be really um, um, just come alive. Amen. For the power of the work of God. Okay. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you. Good to see all of you.